Welcome to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I am Matthew. And I am Robin O. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> you are so formal this week. <laughs> Indeed. And Rob, Rob, Robini, oh, whatever you said. <laughs> Robinio. And we have the, the most special of special guests that we could possibly ever have. It's the, oh, ooh, uh, the, uh, the heroic Heidi. I think you were the heroic Heidi before, but you are again. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hello. Hello. How are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm good. Thank you for having me. So, uh, this week we are going to, actually, no, I need to ask you, Heidi, first. Heidi, it's, it's, it, yes. it feels like you're one of the team. Um, what is your knowledge so far on Daredevil season two? Have you watched ahead? Because I know you've been like doing feedback and stuff. But are you? Have you only watched up to this episode? I have only watched up to this episode. <gasps> so strong, Heidi. You're so strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it almost uh, it almost happened that I watched some. I went Tab's Wedding California a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, the weekend that this uh, came out, and sure. we ended up not having any time to uh, binge watch that weekend. And so I have remained strong since coming <laughs> home. And- <laughs> not gonna head. Are you awesome. going to watch ahead once we've recorded, or are you going to watch along with us, do you think? I will probably watch along because I'm trying to keep up with so many other shows yeah. right now that I'm like, okay, might as well. <laughs> Thanks for lying. Appreciate that. It makes me feel better. <laughs> Heidi sends feedback to Intro to X every week, so I know you're keeping up with your with your X-Files. And I am keeping up with the X-Files. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cool. Heidi is an awesome back. Uh, we Heidi do your is. Heidi is the queen of feedback. Well. And I always get to read your feedback every week, Heidi, on Intro to X. And it was yes, I know. I, I love it. And <laughs> Robin, I would, I would back more off for iZombie. Quarter of time I watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to watch live. I'll send you a message when it comes on the TV. Who watches TV live anymore? <laughs> what is that, really? TV? Yeah. I can't even remember the last time I turned on my television. <laughs> like, I don't watch anything live. Um, right. Well, anyway, news for this week, guys. Uh, a little bit of news, but it's very exciting. So for Iron Fist, we have a Colleen Wing, who uh, Mel will be like, who? <laughs> but it's very, very exciting character. Um, Jessica Henwick from Game of Thrones. She plays one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones. She was also in The Force Awakens. Has joined the cast of Iron Fist and is playing Colleen Wing. And it's very exciting. So She's a martial that doesn't... artist. That doesn't make much sense, though, does it? Like, wasn't Iron Fist more with Misty Knight? Did he ever have anything to do with Colleen? Well, he knew Colleen because Colleen's obviously Misty Knight's partner. Because of Misty. Um, Yeah, yeah, but we know Misty will be in Luke Cage, so maybe Misty will will be in Iron Fist as well. But I'm guessing they're having Colleen be a martial artist, and they've actually released a teaser poster, um, Netflix have, um, for like a a poster put on a wall advertising um, Colleen as a martial arts uh, teacher. So I'm guessing that's why they've done it that way because of the martial arts aspect of iron fist um but i'm hoping that maybe you know she they go on a little double date and she sets uh, uh iron fist up with misty and uh, and they fall in love and i'll make little heart shapes at my screen if that happens i wonder if they'll do a daughters of the dragon spinoff i hope so yeah daughters of the dragon are awesome which is colleen colleen wing and misty knight and yeah so this is very exciting i really really wanted this character uh to be in the show so i'm really happy they've cast her i don't um, know anything about uh colleen wing myself either um or anything iron fist but i'm really looking forward to iron fist i think even more than 
than Luke Cage at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, but I, I I don't have much to say about this casting, even though I've seen uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. The Sand Snakes weren't exactly the best part of Game of Thrones, and she is the uh, least memorable Sand Snake. She's, um, I, I can't remember quickly. which one she plays. I can never remember well, which one's which in the Sand Snakes, but there's yeah, whale she hasn't rider. had much to do. <laughs> there's Whale, whale rider, rider, the one that shows her boobs, and the other one. She's the other one. Oh, she plays <laughs> Nymeria. Nymeria Sand. Sure. So she's the one named after <laughs> Arya's direwolf, I guess. That's how I remember it. But uh, this, oh, the Sand Snakes is so much more awesome in the books. It's kind of sad yes, they haven't done that exactly. much in the show. Um, yeah. Hopefully they will in the you know future series. But yeah, so it says uh, um, it also says it's going to enter production in mid-April uh, for a 2017 release, which makes sense. So I imagine we're probably looking at about the same time that Daredevil came out um, this year for Iron Fist release. I would. I figure Jessica Jones season two is coming at that time. We don't know. They, they haven't said that it's going into production yet. Jessica Jones season two. So I heard uh, a writers panel podcast with uh, what's her Melissa Rosenberg, mm-hmm. and she said they were just about to start uh, scripts. So yeah, I, I it just like I'm just thinking because it hasn't. Yeah, if they're if they're doing the scripts, I don't know. They haven't announced production or anything or any casting. Yeah. So we'll have to see. see. We'll have to see. The poster that they did for Colleen Wing is it says on it self defense a martial arts training center say Colleen Wing. So, yeah. Are you going to say anything about the April Fool's joke? <laughs> oh, there was an announcement that uh, Daredevil Season 3 had been confirmed. I hate April Fool's. And <laughs> Me I too. Think it was after April Fool's, so I just uh, shared it. But come on, we're going to get Season 3. It's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's I, been confirmed. How do they do that? Oh, because it's April Fool's. I hate April, April Fool's. I hate April Fool's. It's... I agree. I don't mind April Fools, but that's a terrible April Fools. <laughs> I hate the internet. On well, April I don't think Fools Netflix day. actually released that. I think like Daredevil memes, the page created that. Oh, I don't know. It was being shared, it. shared all over. Oh, so I can't remember. I was. I'm, I'm kind of happy it was an April Fools joke. I mean, as much as I wanted Daredevil season three, I really want to get to Luke and Iron Fist and. Well, get they to won't Defenders. be releasing Daredevil season three before Luke Cage or Defenders because they have to release Defenders not. at a certain. They have. They have a, a date. They need to do Defenders. So I don't think they'd be doing. Um, I mean, Daredevil was the most successful out of the shows um, so far, um, and so it's kind of if they can do like a season three, they will. But I, they maybe they'll squeeze season three of Daredevil out before Defenders, but I mm. don't imagine so. Okay. I reckon I probably we'll be looking at the end of this year for uh, maybe production for Defenders, so it goes straight from Iron Fist into Defenders. I will allow it only if they do three series a year. Three series a year, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight, Moon Knight. I want a Moon Knight series, damn it. Okay, yep. so this week we are covering episode uh, three, New York's Finest. This was written <gasps> by Mark Verheiden and directed by Mark Jobs. Claire, I just wanted to tell you one more thing. Uh, uh, i tell you all, actually. Uh, last week, I noticed in our podcast count, last week was our 50th podcast. So oh, uh, congratulations, guys. Whoa. <laughs> We've done 50 of these. <laughs> yes. We've, I've, yes, we're, we're, we're so old. 50's the new 40 or something. I don't know. Isn't that what they say? Who knows? Mm. I hope it is. <laughs> something like that. I'll hope it is when I turn 50. <laughs> well, I watched um, Lethal Weapon last night, and Danny Glover's character turned 50, and he started saying, I'm too old for this shit. I was like, oh shit, nine years until I'm too old for this shit. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got uh, still get asked ID for stuff, and I'm like, I'm 36. I don't mind this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet when that happens. I'll be young forever. <laughs> you wear like superhero shirts, and you dress kind of young, you know. I dress you're... like a 14 year old. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> all... <laughs> giant lollipop. <laughs> yeah. I could put my hair in pigtails, wear a Wonder Woman t-shirt, have a lollipop, and leaky socks. There's your mommy. <laughs> you with the propeller. <laughs> Right, let's get into this week's episode. So, first scene is this kind of flashback where, uh, from what we can work out, young Matt wakes up in St. Agnes, um, and then there is a nun attending to him um, with some, like a cloth that's already pouring water into a bowl and then uh matt wakes up and he's actually chained on a roof to a chimney so did they might have been the light on my screen but i couldn't tell a few times did they like put matt up on a cross but then it was actually just a, like a, a an ornament when you zoomed out it was a or... stat- it was like just like and then your regular good old-fashioned catholic statues i couldn't tell if they actually put him on the cross or if the whole time it was just a regular statue it's just like regular creepy old catholic statues yeah, <laughs> yeah just like hanging up on the wall like the I mean they they sort of have one of the crucifixion I think they have a Virgin Mary as well don't they they show yeah, they I remember did. like it I think looked- it's the Jesus has really blue eyes I was like wow <laughs> they were like looking well, into my soul it was creepy because they kept cutting back from you know the the face of the woman to the face of the Virgin Mary and I was like oh my god like I mm. thought it for a minute the statue her, her mm. the statue <laughs> so creepy I was like whoa what happened to her face the statue came like, to life yeah I was like ah your mom presumably doing. she isn't mopping all this blood off young Matt because that would be worrying. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, Matt's obviously pretty young at this point. And I think they had it sort of out of focus, I guess, to uh, like echo that he's probably not entirely, you know, he's kind of waking up obviously on this chim- this chimney. And right. we see the little crucifix um, around her neck as well that uh, this kind of focuses on for a moment, which reminded me of the director's cut of the movie. <laughs> I, I like and that's his mom, right? Maybe. <laughs> 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 we can. What, you have to wait for your Easter eggs, Matt. Look, just because Easter's over doesn't mean I'm going to give them to you sure. early. Okay. okay. Like, are you verifying sure. it was a memory, though, Claire? <laughs> well, I guess so. I mean, I've written. We are in what I assume is a flashback in my notes, so <laughs> I don't think it's maybe necessarily an actual memory because I don't see why a nun would be getting like getting blood off of young Matt because he you know this is if it's a memory it's obviously after his dad died and he um he went into the orphanage before stick came and got him but um he wouldn't have been getting into anything they mopping up all that blood so I think it's just his it's kind of a memory mixed with a sort of dream thing because he's you know waking up from a concussion um, yeah that's kind of what I thought yeah memory slash dream yeah because that's yeah. a lot of blood I was like whoa <laughs> um I like that we get the the not sort of 90 degree angle shot when Matt wakes up, which which kind of reminded me of last week's episode as well, which had Matt waking up at the start as well. <laughs> Matt's going to wake up at the start of every episode. I'm <laughs> always stuck to the wall whenever I fall unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and the image of uh, Matt kind of being chained up to this this chimney is, is sort of an iconic image from the promotional stuff for the marketing for season two. It's sort of what. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but at the end of like the last week's episode, I was I was like going to say yes, yeah, so he's going to be changed. Change the tip chimney when we next see him because stupid Netflix just pops that image up the next episode. So I, yeah, I it was in the, um, the the trailers quite a bit as well, I think. And yeah. the Punisher is drinking coffee, and he loves his coffee. <laughs> 
is really key in this episode. <laughs> I think it's old, old school thermos. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep that coffee warm, even though it's apparently the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be that cold. Uh, then we get the credits, and then we uh, are at the scene of the setup on Grotto, and there's Reyes, Blake, and the police are at the uh, the scene. The scene. Foggy and Karen kind of are not very happy at how Reyes kind of uh, set them up. And uh, Karen is is pretty steam steamed in this scene. And she like she goes after Foggy for not backing her up, but he like he did really well the previous episode. So I don't know. And I think he's right that there's no way they could win that fight, you know, because they are just this little law firm. They can't go up against the DA, you know. And I think I think Foggy's quite good here that he's a bit more rational and he's kind of like you can tell he's not happy, but he's like, well, there's no good just shouting and getting angry. Um, right, have to pick your battle. Exactly. We, we get reverse Foggy in this episode. Last last week we had we had uh, him standing up to the DA and being uh, uh, like uh, pissing his pants with the dogs of hell or whatever and dogs of war. And uh, this week, uh, you know, he's pissing his pants with the DA and he's uh, yelling at two gang members. He's even more together. badass in this episode because he's yelling at gang members. I'm like, oh, Foggy, you're so mm. awesome. So um, <laughs> or he's just getting stupider. <laughs> Yeah. And Reyes is so sneaky because she's just like, oh, well, my offer is valid for another 23 minutes. It's like, great, thanks. Uh, Matt, did you like Foggy mentioning uh, legal kung fu? <laughs> I thought you would like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> not, my, not my kind of kung fu. <laughs> when you do your kung fu, do you, like, yell legal terms at people? Yes. Like, I yell, sustained. Objection, <laughs> and then a kick in the throat. <laughs> I want to walk the earth, hand out subpoenas like Cain and Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back to Matt and Punisher on the roof. Um, Matt's aware that the Punisher has some military-grade hardware there, and he guesses that he's a soldier, and he kind of does Psych 101 on, them, on him. This is kind of annoying, this whole thing. I was like, shut up, Matt. Like, you are asking. <laughs> and I don't know why the Punisher put up with it. Like... <laughs> Like, it's like, almost like he's lonely. He's like, you're the only one I can actually talk to, even though I really hate you right now. Like, he's like, some of the questions he asks him, I was rolling my eyes at, because it's like, like, the bit later where he's like, you know what? I think you're still at war. And the Punisher's like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's that one. I'm like, Matt, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt was just bargaining, you know, uh, gambling that he didn't kill him. So obviously he mm-hmm. wants somebody to talk to, or you know, there's, there's a reason why he didn't kill him. So yeah, he's just going to try his best to talk some sense. Into but it doesn't make sense because why would he be like, "You're stupid. What are you, a psychologist? Like, what are you trying to do?" So why keep him around then if you hate what he's saying so much? Like, you know. Well, I guess he just doesn't want to kill him because he's not, I know, not a bad like, guy. Tape his mouth shut. Like, you don't want to hear him talk. Tape his mouth shut. I think I think both Daredevil wants to uh, talk uh, Punisher into his way of thinking and Punisher is ready to show him exactly um, what it's like to be Punisher and why he doesn't get this. So you think the reason that he kept him around was just to kind of try to convince him to come to his side? Yeah, I mean, he set that whole thing up. Maybe not come to his side, but um, realize, I don't think necessarily comes to Punisher's side, but realize, in the Punisher's eyes, realize that, that, get Matt to realize that his way of working doesn't work. Mm. Which is what he thinks. He's basically doing the Joker from the Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You're one bad day from becoming me. Well, this was basically. I thought Daredevil was being total Batman because he's like, no guns, no killing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, like we can. We'll, oh, we'll talk about that a bit when we get to it later because I think that's sure. an interesting point. Did you like the fact that Punisher calls Daredevil red? I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Oh, no. oh 
Yeah. You know what I really like about this this episode, Claire, is the fact that we have so much of Matt. Matt is in the Matt's in that costume the entire episode, and mm-hmm. he talks in that costume. It makes it seem like it's realistic that somebody in a costume can have a conversation with somebody, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's just like in a comic. It doesn't do the whole thing of well now I'm Matt, well now I'm Daredevil, you know, because yeah. they are the same person. That's why you know I I, I generally I prefer Marvel heroes because I always feel like we get that. I feel I mean it's just just me personally. I feel like with a lot of heroes you get it's the actual civilian identity that's the secret identity and they just rather be the superhero all the time but with marvel like looking at peter parker and matt murdoch they are so intertwined with their superhero identity you can't separate one from the other and then it's, it's just the, he's great his uh what did you guys think about his accent going a bit wobbly in these scenes because in our in our um email last week that, that you read mel that was the the note i had to uh, remove um, because she said something about um, his accent. Uh, she thought it went a bit wobbly during the scene where he's chained to the chimney. So I took that line out. So you guys think it's well. I I didn't notice. I think he sounds yeah, a bit more New York, which is actually what she said in the email, a bit more New York than he usually does. And I don't know if it's because he's going up against John Bernthal, who, who, I don't know, had this... He felt like he had like quite a strong accent, so You know what I did notice? I did notice that John Bernthal was talking like Rick from Walking Dead. <laughs> like exactly like the same cool. kind of way that Rick You mean Shane, right? Yeah, no, well, I meant Rick. I don't remember what Shane talked like, but he was talking the exact same like yeah. uh, just the way cadence. that Rick talks. Yeah, yeah, the cadence. But um speaking of costumes though earlier, mm-hmm. I was surprised that he didn't unmask him. Well he said yeah. he didn't care. Yeah, yeah he said yeah. he didn't I definitely wanted to note one more thing on on the on Charlie's accent and this Charlie Cox has nothing to do in this episode for the most of it. He's chained to a chained to a chimney. Yeah, at the end he's got a lot to do. But but uh early Charlie Bruce Jones, or Chris Bruce Jones. Um but in this episode he's chained he's chained, he's in that mask, he can't do much with his uh, eyes or anything like that. It's just his mouth. It's his mouth going, so he's concentrating on perfecting that accent. One of the things I liked as well is that in a lot of things where you see people tied up, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna at this point throw um, Adventures of Briscoe County Junior under the bus. Sorry, Matt and Mel, but you had a couple of times when but you but you get it in like loads of things where people are tied up, particularly with chains, and you just look at it and go, they could get out of that because like they could slip <laughs> under the chains. But I like the fact that in this, the chains are like looping around his body but also around his arms, so there's no way he can get out of that without breaking his arms. You know, I like I like realism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to look at it and go, oh, I could wriggle out of that. Yeah, any bondage expert could tell you. Yeah, that. exactly. <clears throat> I mean, when I do my bondage, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was once hung from a ceiling. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's for uh, Defenders Podcast After Dark. <laughs> so in the next nice. scene, uh, <laughs> Foggy is uh, in Mercy General um, Hospital trying to reach Claire on the phone. And the, the police are bringing in uh, the victims of the sort of gangland war that's going on. Were you guys uh, happy yeah. to see Rosaria Dawson? Did you give a little cheer? Sure. I did. Yay. She's not my favorite, but yeah. Oh, who's like your her? favorite, Matt? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I just know that she's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. Okay. Give me I just like it that she spans. I like it that she spans every serial file. Yeah. So I like. And we it know that she's she, going to be yeah. in Luke Cage as well. So I hope Mahoney turns up in Luke Cage because then those two are the two that have shown up in every every show. Which will be I can't think of Steve. I can't think of anybody with Steve Gutenberg. Was that so? Uh, Mahoney. <laughs> Mahoney. <laughs> 
I was going to make a joke about this episode, though, that this was like, this was uh, the episode that has the famous one shot that uh, brings Foggy into the hospital and walks him through all the, <laughs> it's a nice the chaos. Shot. Like a nice track. It it's it not obviously a... as flashy as one of the fight ones. But seeing as there's so much going on, you know, with people talking and, uh, the, you know, the audio levels and stuff, they do it like really well. Uh, yeah. they, he actually walks past a poster on the wall and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's an Easter egg. And then I read it and all it said was flu shots available. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's wasn't, obviously wasn't a, uh, a reference to the flu man <laughs> yeah flu man the flu man group um oh i apologize for that good old fluey <laughs> so then we cut back to karen is in the office and grotto rings her up and is very angry about the um the setup uh, and he calls Foggy a donut of a lawyer. I was, I was not very nice, Grotto. I don't know if I like you anymore. I'm working on my way. Oh, poor Foggy. What did you guys think of the stuff with Karen this episode? Because obviously we keep sort of flashing uh, between, particularly at the end, between what's happening with Matt and what's happening with, with Karen. I think they're making Karen and Foggy a little bit too capable. <laughs> they need to lose a little bit more. What? Uh-huh. Come on. Come on. She went home. She went. She's like, I'm going to dig something up. She dug up the, like, every single corrupt thing about the district attorney's office. <laughs> and it's like, of course the district attorney's corrupt, you know? Uh, we, we busted all the bad cops, but now we, we have a corrupt district attorney. You know? When I was rewatching this episode and you see the thing that, that on her computer that says, like, D.A. James resigns in scandal... I, I honestly, I'd forgotten that it was all tied with Reyes. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's like a tie to the end of season one, you know, where this DA would have resigned because there was a scandal over the maybe that they were corrupt. I completely forgot that it was actually to do with Reyes. Um, you know, yeah. uh, getting rid of all of the corruption, the law enforcement, DA's office, that kind of make things, I don't know, not too easy. There has to be corruption. It doesn't have to Gotham, but, you know. <laughs> well, like getting be. rid of, like, when, you know... Um, like they said, when Daredevil uh, got rid of the kingpin and all that, it's left a, a vacuum. It's got to be filled somehow. Right. Um, that's why, you know, the Irish were like, yeah, we're going to take over. Um, yeah, when they said, I think in the last one, they said that um, that all the, you know, corrupt cops were gone with the kingpin. I was like, nope. really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she makes, she does this, she does a, a night of online research and suddenly the assistant DA is in her pocket, you know, after one well, talk. It's just, I don't know. Oh, wow. And she found a file on Frank Castle. How did she do that? No, yeah, no, no, I have she, no idea. No, what the file she's looking at at the end? Yeah, that was that's the, no, that's the, the one that, files. that's the one that he gave her. Yeah, that's what he Who, gave. Her. We'll get to he, it anyway. Blake Tower. He, Blake oh, Tower. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blake we'll, Tower. We'll get to it. So okay. going back to the rooftop, um, Matt is still questioning the Punisher while the Punisher is assembling a gun. He's questioning about his motives, and they talk about Catholicism, New York War. And then the janitor, who looks to me like a poor man's Peter Boyle, turns up. That's I really thought it was Peter Boyle. I, know, right? <laughs> I was like, that, oh, Clyde Bruckman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they yeah. talk about a ton of stuff in this scene. Yeah, Mel and I were both like, is that? And then we're like, oh, isn't he dead, though? <laughs> <laughs> is he dead? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel sad. Yeah, one of my yeah, first I... notes in this scene is Matt is very beardy in this scene. <laughs> Um, is the Punisher is not a war veteran in anything else, is he? Is he, is he was just a cop, wasn't he? Um, in the comics, he's traditionally well, he he started off as being a Vietnam vet, and then they've um, over the years they've kind of updated it depending on whatever war it is. So in this, obviously, he says Iraq and Afghanistan, I think, um, and I think ah. that's why they have um, uh, Paul Man's Peter Boyle. Um, I apologise to the actor, but you just look like Peter Boyle. I'm sorry. Um, they have uh, Peter Boyle uh, say that he's you know served in Vietnam. It's kind of a little nod to the Punisher's origin. 
Yeah. Hmm. But you get like Matt being like, oh, you hold yourself like a soldier and you seem to know weapons. Are you a soldier? And it's like, shut up, Matt. <laughs> He's not going to go. Know. Yes, yes, I am. Let me tell you about my whole life. So annoying. Uh, did you? I really like the bit where he, the Punisher, holds up the rifle just as the bell starts tolling midnight. I thought that was cool. And the bell is from St. Matthew's. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So th- he said it's from St. Matthew's, and then he asked him if he's a Catholic, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because like, he did yeah. the church. Yeah, because he, yeah, said, so he like, says the, the name of the church, yeah. But I'm sure lots of people who are from there know the name of church. Nobody <laughs> knows the church, Matt. <laughs> I don't know the names of any local churches to me. I'm like, the grey church? The church with the little thing on top? Well, they usually have, a bit, usually have a sign out front. <laughs> I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, I free lattes. I just describe what they look like. <laughs> um, and the Punisher gets pretty annoyed with Matt when Matt's talking about war and he tells him not to talk about war when he's not been to war. And this is when he says, like, what you do doesn't work, basically. Agreed. Oh, no. I love this. Right. No, this is, this I love is that my, you uh... see, like, the two weak spots for both. Like, Punishers is when he starts talking about war when he's not been. And Daredevils is when the Punisher calls him the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. And Matt's like, well, I didn't ask for that name. I don't kill people. You know, when they got is. going on whether or not it's correct, right to kill, I was right into that. I loved, I loved firing back. Yeah, that's great. Really well. Um, this seems to be a thing for this version of Daredevil. I think uh, I discussed this with Christine from the other Murdoch papers. Um, in the comics, it's not so cut and dry that like the the line in the sand for Matt is killing, whereas in the show it really is. You know, it's like he can... Because I'm pretty sure some of those guys that he's throwing down the stairs later, you know, and the guy that he threw the fire hydrant at his head in season one, they're, you know, they're in a bad shape. Yeah, they're practically dead. But his line is killing, like taking a life. It's very cut and cut and dried, whereas in the comics I think it's a bit more grey. Um, well, and some kind of, of those things that he does to people could kill them so it's yeah definitely like, he know that fire hydra going to act to kill the guy <laughs> exactly yeah exactly he's just like oh well no because he i mean even in that one when he chucked him off the roof like uh, i remember claire was like oh my god you killed him and he's like yeah. oh, he's breathing he listened to him breathe he's like no it's fine he's like no <laughs> but what if he had to talk about that later <laughs> okay it's so funny you said i i you you meant fire extinguisher right because <laughs> so i was like what yeah. did daredevil throw a fire hydrant oh yeah, yeah fire sorry. extinguisher <laughs> <laughs> yeah a fire hydrant would be awesome if you just pick one up be like, Whoa. Uh, i think it would kill somebody if you threw a fire hydrant <laughs> <laughs> Could be like that fire hydrant that Thomas Jane's Punisher had in the movie, you know, that he would carry around and put in front of the car to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. mess up um, Rita from Mulholland Drive's parking, whatever he was doing. I can't even remember what he was uh, doing. Absolutely. That was so dumb. Um, I also noted in this scene, when Daredevil looks up, the eyes in the mask are, like, super red, which was cool. Yeah. Like the reddest yeah. we've seen. I like that. It's cool. It looks Love like it. glowing. Love some... What does he have? Like, a weird, like, like, like green in front of his eyes? I don't know. Maybe he has a little bulb behind each eye that illuminates it i don't know i was like thinking that yeah. yeah i was thinking that about Batman <laughs> super why does batman have light up eyes surely that's not helping him see no these are the questions was i was thinking him. while watching yeah. that movie. <laughs> 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 and I, watch I was like why, why are his eyes lighting up is it just to look scary i don't know anyway uh, i'm sure it seen is that yeah film, like tell me <laughs> um so we're back in the hospital and claire and foggy are discussing matt and then a fight almost breaks out between the gang members did you like all the references to our mutual friend? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 
had an ex- last time I was at the hospital, I almost experienced this exact thing. What, get into <laughs> a, a fight came- with uh, with gang members? No, well, I, <laughs> like a guy came out of the emergency room, shirtless, covered in tattoos, holding holding his shirt and had blood all over him and stuff. Mm. He was being discharged, I guess, but he's he was like mumbling to himself and his friend about how he's gonna fucking kill this person. Ooh. And then like a day or two later, somebody d- died in a knife attack. I don't know if it's related or not, oh. but. Why? <laughs> that's scary. Yep. Okay, wait. Now that Canada. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm like, no, 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 in one see. hand, we've got, you know, <laughs> people get killed with knives. In the other hand, we've got sexy prime minister. It's like, oh. <laughs> Which outweighs? See, I've mm-hmm. got, over here, I've got people getting killed with knives, unsexy prime minister. So you're still winning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is scary, though. And, like, the fact that, obviously, they're in the same ER and they just, like, just go crazy at each other. It's like, oh. Um, And we get a mention or a reference to Jessica Jones in this because Claire says she's been on ER duty all month because she pissed someone off with helping another friend, a big guy, stronger than our friend. And I like that she says as well, there's been a serious increase in gunshot wounds recently, which is obviously a little reference to the Punisher. But, but none oh. of those people live, though, <laughs> so they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't go to the hospital. Yeah, I it's guess. a reference to definitely a gang war. That was uh, also uh, an Easter egg in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last week. Yeah, I have that in my Easter eggs. I didn't actually see it oh, because, I, it's all right, because I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> at the moment because... No. But um, yeah, they had, wasn't it like a ticker tape on the news or something saying Gangland War in Hell's Kitchen, which was cool? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a nice <laughs> like, little... Oh, Hell's little Kitchen. Thing. Particularly as, like, as we said, like the Dogs of Hell are also appeared in Agent uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's kind of like a, a nice... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were... Yeah. So we are back on the roof and Frank, as we now know him, is chatting to um, Peter Boyle. Um, I'm just going to call him Peter Boyle. I'm sorry to the actor, if you're listening. I believe his and, name is Ray Hirsch. Oh, and he's chatting to Peter Ray Boyle and he gets him to leave. Uh, and then Matt and he argue about morality and the nature of evil. What did you guys think of him? Because he's like, like, Frank is pretty charming in this scene. Mm, I don't know. Is he? <laughs> Well, he's just kind of like, you know, your every man, like, blue collar, chatting about stuff. Like, you know, you can't smoke anywhere. Chatting, and they're, just chatting about murdering people. And then they're chatting about war, <laughs> you know, and all that. And they do the little <laughs> Semper Fi. And the, oh, the, sorry. His name is Jerry. Jerry. Played by, <laughs> like, by a guy named Ray. Uh, uh, and then he, he makes also, a good argument. Yeah. 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 And obviously Matt hears the, the weak chain link as well. And then I like that Frank says that he only uh, thumbed the hammer back so Matt could hear it. So does he know that Matt has power? Doesn't mm, seem to. I don't know. Because if he did it so Matt could hear it, how would he assume that Jerry couldn't? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, Matt knows that Jerry has a. Uh, Matt knows that Frank has a gun. Jerry doesn't, so Jerry might just be, you know, just dismiss the noise. But, but Semper Fi, Semper Fi, you know, gun cock noise. He should have. He should have heard that. He should have been like motherfucker, and then like just, <laughs> just like jab, jab the Punisher in the throat. <laughs> 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 that would have been amazing. He's the one. <laughs> they just throw him over the side of the building. He's the one that did the Punisher. <laughs> and everyone goes, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like- the other thing about that is the the, the fact that, you know, he, sure, he bonds with them because they're soldiers or whatever. But this guy, yeah, he's getting a cigarette on the roof. But he also has several open wounds on his face. <laughs> Don't you think something's a little fishy going on here? Also, he, also, he's complaining. He's like, what's all this noise up here? And he comes to check it out and then he lets then he leaves but then after he leaves they get louder than they I were know. before i have that in my notes i was like the bit where 
where Punisher, where Frank goes over to the sign. By the way, the the giant billboard is about the police, which I thought was quite cool because it's like New York's <laughs> finest. It's like a police billboard. Um, but he's like really yelling, and I was like, uh, how can Jerry like not hear that? <laughs> or is he just like, I like that guy now. Oh, I'll leave him to it. What about when he pulls the hammer on the gun? That was really loud. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're. Did you guys talk about we that? Where were you? you Must pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mel was asleep. <laughs> And and Jerry didn't hear uh, the Punisher bringing uh, pallets of am- ammunition up the, up the stairs to the. Yeah. <laughs> What's that clinky noise? Clinky <laughs> noise. Oh, rats. What? Bullets it's back rats. Yeah, rats hauling crates of guns. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and Matt tells Frank that he's insane, and then Frank knocks him out. Matt's having a bad, a bad <laughs> three episodes so far. How many times has he been unconscious? So in the next scene, Karen storms into Blake Towers office and confronts him over Reyes uh, being corrupt and taking down the other DAs, Elliot James, Chris Davidson and Nicole Kent and she wants protection for Nelson and Murdoch um, yeah and this is where officially Blake is like don't come in here and threaten me I won't at all betray Reyes oh by the way here's a, here's a secret folder of what you need okay bye <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of playing both sides which I like would you, would you like to buy a suite while you're here for lots of investments in Blake Towers Okay, so he did that on purpose? You let her have that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought he yeah. was just stupid and left left it. No, he hands it to her, because then she kind of looks and is like, oh. Because first of all, she she's like, something oh, god damn you. And then she's like, oh, thank she you. She grabbed something off his desk, though, too. Which was her files. That was yeah, her it was file, her yeah. files. Okay. Yeah, because she like went in with her, her files as well. Uh, my note for the next scene is that uh, there is a fight in the hospital, but Foggy breaks it up with his words of badassness. <laughs> I think two episodes, two, two episodes in a row of him. Actually, it's more like three. I think he's done this every episode where he like talks his way out of stuff. Might be overdoing it. Might well, be overselling. Well, is your heart warming? Is your cold heart of ice melting to Mr. Not, Franklin Nelson? Not really. He had a terrible line in this scene. What, what was, was it? his terrible line? <laughs> uh, is it in your quotes? Oh, so serious! Oh, so serious, stinky! I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, did you, did you have to say it like that? When he said that. Were you stinkying the screen? No, I was just like, why are you saying that? And the music that was playing behind it when he was talking, it sounded almost like a like a reconciliation type of piece. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yes. And I was like, I really expected the two criminals to break down and cry and hug each other. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's like I have to just say, like, I, I hate to talk like out of story about the creation of the the show or whatever, but the writers, man, they gotta like not make it so easy for Karen and Foggy to do their, um, you know, uh, ver- verbal kung fu. <laughs> it's just, it's just like it comes out of them like it's nothing and it's like nobody talks like this last time remember where karen's verbal kung fu got her it got her killing wesley you know Mm. and the kingpin possibly and the kingpin killing ben uric which karen's totally responsible for and she didn't really learn anything from that she She got a car (laughs) foggy calls matt his soft-hearted partner i was like oh it's not that soft-hearted when he's throwing people downstairs My drunken partner. Yeah, my, my drunken partner. <laughs> I thought Foggy soft-hearted. Yeah. Don't say Matty Bear, you say Foggy Bear. Soft-hearted. Right. Oh, Matty Bear. <laughs> so then Matt wakes up again on the rooftop, this time with a gun duct-taped to his hand with one round in it. No That's more mysteries. And this is where the Punisher says, you either need to shoot Grotto or I'm gonna... You either need to shoot me or I'm gonna shoot Grotto. What do you guys think? Mm, yeah, that was a shitty situation. <laughs> If you were Matt Murdock, Matt, yeah, what would you have done? 
I would have shot Punisher in the hand. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why he's like, this is on you. If you don't shoot one of us, this is on you. Why do people do that? How is it on, on Daredevil? Because that's Punisher How? logic. Well, you know Daredevil would beat stupid. himself up for it because he's a... Catholic. But I would never feel guilty for someone else's actions. Like yeah. they're obviously responsible for it's, their own actions. It's like the same. And if I choose to not shoot someone, that's mm. my choice. Yeah. You're not it, a TV it, character. It, also. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same. You're not, you're not Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock has all the guilt over everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same thing if somebody's like, you put, holds you up at gunpoint, give me your wallet or I'll shoot you. No. Well, if I shoot you, it's your fault. You didn't give me your wallet. No, it's still on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're still pulling the trigger. It's still on you. Yeah. So there was a couple of clips in the in the trailer where um, from like uh, from Daredevil going down the stairs like the stairway fight, and you could see that um, he had like duct tape on his hand, but you couldn't exactly see the gun. And um, I, um, what do you mean? Yeah, you're not allowed to watch the trailer. I I saw that in the um, like I saw that in the like the 15 second teaser at New York Comic Con, and I thought I thought maybe he had his like fist like bandaged up, like he was about to start. Yeah, like he he had the ropes on his hands. Yeah, we did. We discussed on like uh, on other murder papers when we covered the trailer that we were like, oh, maybe he's like broken his hand and he duct taped it up because that was all that he didn't have any bandages. So we thought that he he actually like got injured and would did that so this so for this episode it was like oh okay um yep. and which is also i was like get, oh this is coming <laughs> <laughs> we also get uh, grotto's name which is elliot grote and we he was apparently trying to leave the city and he was caught stealing a car by the punisher and then we get his history where he actually even though he was you know in previous episodes going oh i just pour drinks for the you know the real tough guys he actually killed a man and an old lady and as soon as matt hears that he killed an old lady matt's immediately like oh oh no oh no what do i do <laughs> not an old lady <laughs> he still doesn't want to kill him though he's still got something in him though that's like oh freaking grotto is maybe he doesn't deserve to live but then you know he, i think i think matt just like makes the best possible choice here like, he's not going to kill either of them mm-hmm. and he's going to do his best to save the both of them mm-hmm. um and that's just awesome i <laughs> just love daredevil it's totally yeah what he would what he would do um so then we go back to Foggy and, uh, and Clara in the hospital. Uh, Claire checks the system for Matt, but she doesn't find anything. And they kind of have a little chat and sort of compliment each other. Hmm. And I like Foggy assumes that Matt let let Claire go, but she's like, no, I let him go. Because I'm Rosario <laughs> Dawson. Have, oh, yeah. I'm going to give them a little take on their computer graphics guy. They should have done something. So she had like three, three or four different windows that said Metro General searching. And yes, it's probably because she's using the Metro General system to search other hospitals. But after that, she's like, I checked all all the all four hospitals or something like that, and uh, they're not. I'm like, yeah, but every one of those windows said Metro General. <laughs> Maybe I there's the other Metro Generals. Times. I don't know. It's like a chain. All of the hospitals. Yeah. All the hospitals. It's like in Demolition Man, where all the restaurants Taco Bell. All the hospitals are Metro General hospitals. <laughs> no, I figure it's just because it's uh, the intranet system has the Metro General. <laughs> so yeah, it's a cute little scene. Uh, so back to the rooftop. This is where. Oh, I, I, I like. Claire's ex- I'm sorry, Claire. Uh, I like Claire's uh, like last line of that scene because Foggy just, just assumes that Matt let her go. And That's just what like, I just said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Mel and I were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, 
Sorry, I missed that. So uh, we go back to the rooftop, and this is where Matt escapes his chains by shooting the the weak link with his one round. Um, But Frank shoots Grotto anyway, and then he, uh, while Matt is uh, distracted by Grotto dying, uh, Frank shoots up Uh, the bikes, uh, which makes the dogs of hell arrive. So I I guess we should just discuss this whole scene and then go through Karen, because it kind of goes back and forth, shall we? What did you so guys was, think? I almost called him. What? I almost called him Terminator. That was Punisher's <laughs> plans. <laughs> it was uh, to get the bikers up there. I guess it was his backup plan, maybe to if it all went wrong to deal with to deal with Daredevil. I think he was just going to start raining down grenades on the headquarters. I think it was Daredevil hitting him is or chaining him or whatever is what causes him just to hit one set of bikes and that's it. Hmm. I, I think he was going to blow that whole place up from from the roof or just start picking them off. Mm. But wait, it looked like he was going to pick them off after the he blew up the motorbikes because that obviously got them outside and then he could pick them off with his his rifle. Um, Matt punches Frank out with his gun hand. I was like, ow, 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 every time he punched him. So I was like, oh, oh, that's gonna hurt. That's for the wrench in the face. Uh, I like that um, the uh, dogs of hell are listening to Motorhead. Rest in peace, Lemmy. Uh, and um, Matt has this chain in his hand and is auditioning to play Ghost Rider because he's very yeah. Ghost Rider in this fight. <laughs> Get over here. Switching his chain around. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think about the Sarah fight? And uh, we all, oh, also, I should say, we get this quote from the Punisher uh, when he's he's got his gun pointed, which um, I will save for quotes later. But it's pretty cool. Pretty cool moment. Uh, what do you guys think goes, of the, the stairwell fight? I guess it goes back to what you guys were saying earlier. Like, I don't know how you go around saying, I don't kill people, and then throw someone down a flight of stairs just hoping they don't break the neck. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. I, yeah. I like the, um, I like this fight better than the season one. Oh, really? Uh, there it fight. is. Minus, minus the uh, microwave to the head. Oh, <laughs> Because you got annoyed in the first one that the guy shoots the ceiling, didn't you? I remember you were yes. like, and I'm going to shoot the ceiling. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> My opening move is to shoot the ceiling. Damn you, ceiling. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, this fight kicks it up a notch. I think I uh, they they did a. I mean the the hallway fight in the first season was epic, but they had a lot of uh, great ways to cut in that scene when just you know Daredevil's going in and out of different rooms and you don't see him for a moment and you can see that then then it's just like the stunt double jumping back mm-hmm. in. With this, they have some great ways of uh, they, they just basically stay on Daredevil as he's going through all this, but they also have just pretty genius ways of like kind of the strobing light effect, mm-hmm. um, cutting around things, you know. Just to make several the... shots put together yeah, it's not yeah. one shot um right because they i i know one <laughs> i know for certain parts of it they didn't have enough extras playing the dogs of hell so i believe i read that like there might be a guy who gets knocked out and then daredevil would move down the stairs a bit and then that that fight guy would have to like run and be like further down the stairs <laughs> in a different costume <laughs> to be beaten up again why didn't they call us we were in the area yeah i could have dressed up like motorbike guys i totally look like a biker not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah this was um i think i mentioned in like the first episode where there was a lot of talk about this being like a homage to the fight in season one which i don't kind of like because it makes it sound to me like this is it always sounds like if it's a homage to something it's like something greater than the homage and it's to me sounds like the season one fight is is better than this one and i i like them both i don't I, i genuinely don't know which one i like more i was thinking about it um, I, I, cause I love the microwave to the head, like Matt said, <laughs> but, um, 
it's just a different one. So I, I kind of wish they just, it's just them, like you said, stepping it up a notch. And they do such cool stuff in this fight. Like the fact that Matt doesn't have his hands, he's just, he's got a gun in one and a chain in the other. But he does those awesome things like, you know, swiping the chain and smashing the light so it's it's completely dark is, is just genius. Um, I love Matt's attitude in this in this fight. It's more like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The bit where he chuckles when he does the gun yeah. and it just clicks because there's only yeah. one round and he chuckles. I love that bit. So who, who did he point that gun at when he pulled the trigger? Um, right. I think he was just pointing it at one of the guys, but... The, but he um, did pull the trigger? He did pull he the almost trigger, but, someone. but I think it's because he knew that there was only one... How does he know that for sure? Well, in the comics, Matt, this is my... I'm putting my nerd hat on. In the comics, he can feel the weight of the gun <laughs> and tell how he many... He sent ammo inside a box across the way from me. He knows how many yeah. guys are in that gun. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why pull the trigger then? <laughs> I think he wanted to scare them, and then he chuckled. Yeah. He's like, hey, 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 hey. Oh, it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. <laughs> also, then, yeah. he also knows that the punishment is a man of his word because he did only put one bullet in the gun. He could have put more in the gun, which, I mean, obviously wouldn't have been a good idea, but he did just put the one. I felt like this fight, when they sat down to say, okay, we're going to do this, that it kind of, uh, okay, we've got to kind of one-up ourselves mm-hmm. and do something greater than the one-in-one. Mm. And I think succeeded, but I think that was probably their goal. Like, you know, people mm. loved that so much. Let, let's do that better. There's a great photo of um, Chris Brewster sitting at the bottom of the stairs after one of the takes just looking <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> 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 um, Please post that. <laughs> I'll tr- yeah, I'll try and find it. If I can't find it, I'll I'll message him and ask him where it is. Um, and again, like like the the only other only other thing I wanted to mention was the fact that uh, you know he fights and fights and fights, and then he just starts kind of stump- stumbling down the stairs into that red light, and then those guys come out, and it's just that look at on Daredevil, like yeah, it's. They're, they're afraid of it. I'm going to take these girls out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, get them. I'm <laughs> and we watched it this bits, morning. <laughs> one of the bits, I, I watched it this morning before work as well. Um, one of the bits I like as well is they, they keep things interesting with changing the, obviously they're moving around this space, but they change the lighting, like like you were saying with the strobe lighting. But there's a bit, I think it's when they get to the very bottom of the stairs, the lighting's all red uh, in, like, in general, and you've also got the red exit sign and the red Coke machine. I just thought that was cool. It just kind of changes it. It keeps it interesting. And I love the shot where you just see unconscious Frank in the lift when the doors open. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What's my motivation for the scene? Yeah. Just, just sit there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so while all this is going on, we're getting uh, flashes of what Karen is up to. And uh, she <clears throat> is inspecting the Punisher file and finds like a load of really gruesome photos. And then right at the end, she finds an x-ray from Metro General Hospital um, which is a uh, x-ray of a skull with a bullet in it. So mm. is that Punisher's skull? Does he have brain damage? Is that why he's like this? <laughs> <laughs> it might be Punisher. It might be someone close to him, maybe. Maybe it was one of his family who got killed. Is it a skull? Oh. Is that from a dead person? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That looked like John Bernthal to me, but... The skull? <laughs> the skull. <laughs> you know, you know the skull the it just skull. looked like his skull. <laughs> <laughs> So you think they actually took an x-ray of John Bernthal with a bullet in his head? Yeah. (laughs) Well, 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 you you could uh, Photoshop that in. You don't have to actually shoot the actor in the head. Yeah, like, stay right there, John Bernthal. Stay right there. (laughs) 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 Now that's method acting. That is method acting. Wow. So yeah, that was the episode, guys. Yeah, for those scenes, I was was like, why? Why about the Karen content? 
Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, she's looking at some uh, crime scene photos. Who cares? There's no context. We don't. We don't care. We don't. Know, we don't want. To, we don't want to be here. Get out of there. So at the end, when <laughs> Matt is kind of out of breath and he looks outside, did you take that as in the Punisher has vanished? No. Okay. I, I took that it. as the police are approaching. Is he going to rescue the Punisher, or is it, it, you know from being arrested, mm-hmm. or is he just going to leave him there for cops? That's what I'm saying. Mm, maybe. What did you think? I'm sorry. Huh? Did you say something? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's just the little Mel in your ear talking. She's always there. What right. would you do in this situation, Robin? Robin. I don't know, Mel. Why do you keep talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's on the other shoulder going, <laughs> Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> so, are you guys ready for some Easter eggs? Heidi, would you like some Easter eggs? You didn't have any Easter Easter eggs last week, but I can give you some belated ones. All right. Cool. So, um, as you were guessing earlier, Matt, I think. So, the St. Agnes open, uh, opening, uh, the, the nun in the opening from St. Agnes is almost certainly Matt's mother, Maggie Murdoch. Um, and St. Agnes is obviously where Matt went after Jack died. Um, it was also the orphanage where Daisy uh, from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went. Shield. Yeah. So that's another link to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yeah, we could have seen little little Quake and little Matt Murdoch hanging out. <laughs> And then, oh, and then we could have got Carl McLaughlin. That would have been awesome. Quivers and shades. <laughs> so quivers. Teenage detectives. <laughs> so, so um, uh, obviously, it's saying Claire has pissed someone off is a reference to the events in Jessica Jones. The x-ray at the end of the episode, um, obviously, it's a, a skull, but looks like the Punisher's logo as well. Um, yeah. The Punisher was originally conceived as a Vietnam vet, as I said earlier. So that's why they have Jerry uh, speak about Vietnam. And then the big one is Daredevil waking up chained by the Punisher with a gun taped in his hand is directly from the issue The Choice from 2001, um, 2001's Punisher number three by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. I've got a little bit about that. Uh, from Den of Geek, because um, it's quite interesting because it says how it played out in the comics, which is there have been times where Daredevil and the Punisher have been on the same page. This stunning issue was not one of those times. Tired of Matt, Matt Murdock's morality, the Punisher got the drop on his scarlet clad sometimes foe and knocked the bejesus out of him. When Murdock woke up, he found himself tied up with a pistol in his hands. Punisher then gave Daredevil an ultimatum. If the justice-seeking lawyer didn't shoot the Punisher, then he would kill a murderous criminal. Frank Castle had a sniper rifle set up and was taking aim at his prey. Daredevil had a choice to make. Would he commit a murder to prevent a murder? This was a culmination of the violent chess match that Daredevil and the Punisher had played for years, as Frank Castle forced his adversary to see the world in the same way he does. Left with no choice, Daredevil pulled the trigger. Of course, Frank Castle had removed the firing pin. This was a moment that truly defined Frank Castle as more than just a killing machine. It showed that Castle was a Machiavellian plotter who could outfight or outthink any opponent. Daredevil has rarely been defeated in the Marvel Universe, but because of the Punisher, Matt Murdock failed a true test of morality. And in case you were wondering, Frank still killed his victim and Daredevil could do nothing to stop it. I See, I it thought it was a reference to this. I just, I just actually looked it up. Um, do you remember the? It's Daredevil um, one eighty four, mm-hmm. um, and the cover is uh, Daredevil pointing a gun, and it says "No more Mister Nice Guy." Mm-hmm. And uh, the synopsis is Daredevil and the Punisher hunt down Hogman for <laughs> selling drugs to kids. Two heroes clash over the methods. Daredevil ends up shooting the Punisher with his own. 
the um well that's part of the frank miller run i think isn't it yeah 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 Yeah. um it could it might be a reference to that but i think it's um they did it as a it's like a defining moment between of the relationship between the punisher and um and Daredevil, and as soon as they Ooh. released the first teaser image with, you know, Daredevil tied to this chimney, there were yeah. so many fans who were like, oh my god, they're going to do the choice. Um, I gotta check that out. It's it's a really cool issue. Um, and it, again, it's like the perfect way of setting up these characters against each other. They, It's interesting that we get in this episode, you know, I think, Matt, you said the Punisher says, you know, you're one bad day away from being me. And yeah. that's basically what Stephen denied was saying in the um, in Daredevil season one, um, in regards to the character, he said Daredevil is just one bad day away from being the Punisher. So it's something they obviously really wanted to do even from then. Um, so That's I think funny. for a season two as well, it's kind of a perfect way to explore the character's morality. It's funny that they're doing this in season two as well, because season one was, you know, is Daredevil and the, or the Kingpin doing the right thing for, mm-hmm. the, for Hell's Kitchen? Now it's like, is Daredevil or the Punisher doing the right thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we shall find out, maybe, or not. Maybe. Daredevil, I'll just say it right now. <laughs> Punisher might turn out to be really cuddly. Uh-huh. He is also murdering lots of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> But it's nice that we don't have, like, mustache-twirling villains. And, exactly. You know, it's there's they have reason behind people that they're doing. It's not yeah. just like, I want to take over the world. You can see their point of view, even if you don't agree with it. Right. Yeah, which is, is good. You get, like, yeah. I, I, I like that the, the villains in this are much more layered. Even, like, not even, like, villains. Like, he's, he's sort of a villain. Like, even characters like Turk. He's got more more levels, you know. I like I like that he's just this guy who's often in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, he is a bad guy, but he's constantly like, oh yeah, I want to change stuff. I, I just like it. I feel like the characters are a lot more nuanced than you get than you would necessarily get in a, a comic book property. You know? So we need Turk and a Stiltz. Turk man, still Turk. Okay, now it is time for quotes. I'm gonna go to Heidi first. Um, let's see. I have I hit them and they stay down. Yeah, that's a great one. I've got a Punisher one as well, which is one batch, two batch, penny and dime. Such an awesome quote. That also came up in the trailer, and uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, Robin, have you got any quotes? Yeah, I like to keep it thuggish. (laughs) Yeah, but do you have any quotes, Robin? Yeah, I'm a real (laughs) champ. Melanie, do you have any quotes? I don't have any quotes because uh, the cat was laying on top of my notepad. Oh, which cat is it? Briscoe. Oh, we'll let Briscoe off, it's fine. <laughs> Even though he's the the evil cat. He is the evil cat. He's the punisher to uh, Bowler's Daredevil. <laughs> no, that's okay, you'd say it. No, I don't want that one. No, that's I don't my want backup. that either. All right, go I'll go <laughs> tell that donut of a lawyer and the blind man that they can kiss my ass. <laughs> donut. Oh, donut. <laughs> what kind of donut would Foggy be? Would he be a ring donut or like a, a jam donut or like a Boston Gla- cream? Glazed sour cream. Ooh, no, sour yeah. cream. Ooh. Like a jam thing yeah. inside of it. a jam donut. Mm, I want jam donut now. Uh, I have another one, which is Claire and Foggy. Oh no, it's not uh, Claire. It's uh, Claire's um, colleague. Are you injured? No. You wanna be? Yes. <laughs> He's like such a. I feel like I feel like that wouldn't pass for a nurse. I don't know. Like that kind of. I don't talk. know. Hospital staff are usually pretty bitchy. They're bitchy, <laughs> but I mean, geez, like that was really bad. They seem to have no empathy. Look what they're dealing with as well. I'll, I'll ask my uh, I'll ask my housemate because she's a nurse. I'll say, have you ever asked any of your patients if they want to be her? <laughs> 
I don't know. This dude comes in. He doesn't look injured at all. He's wearing a suit. I'm yeah. sure they're used to ambulance chasers, and they're kind of sick of it at this point. Yeah. I have one more quote. Go, go, go ahead. Go. You're unhinged, Frank. You are. You think God made you a one-man firing squad, but you're wrong. There is goodness in people, even in you. You're going to have to kill me because I'm never going to stop coming for you until I take you down. You don't want to know why? Why is that? Because you're insane. Mm. <laughs> and that's when the Punisher's like, me angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so now it is time for feedback. So here's one from Heidi. Oh no, wait, Heidi's here. What? <laughs> we have three, I think, this week. I've got one from Nutty. Does anyone want to read that? Uh, sure. Are you pasting it? I am. No voicemails, right? don't think so. Claire, did you see the, the photos of Doctor Strange? Yeah. What did you think? There's one where, where Benedict Cumberbatch is pulling an amazing weird face and he's kind of doing like like spider web hands and it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it looks really good. I like that um, they made his costume look kind of almost like like religious garb you know like what the fuck? sort of eastern look to it and but the the one for baron mordo reflects it so it it doesn't seem like dr strange is just like i'm gonna wear a wacky outfit it's an actual not uniform but it's like a there's a reason behind it you know i like it I like the it really thing. evokes they, the comic book they yeah look like definitely like evil time yeah well that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it looks that's like where they're yeah. going for dinner medieval time <laughs> is it they're going to like a medieval uh, dinner theater yeah. <laughs> actually i don't i don't think he's actually playing dr strange i hear he's playing john harris in this film uh... didn't okay <laughs> get into nutty speed you have to mention the lindelof oh. <laughs> um watching ahead guys but i'll try to write in as i watch so you get the classic early feedback from nutty Awesome. This was great. An episode I didn't want to wait to watch the next one, but alas, I had to go back to work. So good. I'm really digging Frank in this. Foggy continues to be awesome. Mel, I'm sorry, but you're wrong with your Foggy hate. Oh, I'm not. I just want to give him a hug. Also, he's surrounded by women who love his best friend. Poor guy. It's true. You, know, you give him a hug, he probably... <laughs> his cream will squirt out. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. Why did I even say that? Can we just edit? Edit all that. Anyway. Oh, my precious Phil. <laughs> oh, he might be really cuddly, like, because he's Foggy Bear. Aww. He's a bear claw. <laughs> All right. Uh, I really dig how they're playing Karen's guilt over shooting Wesley this season. I'm so glad they're doing it. Even when saving your own life, a normal person can't just move on from killing a person. That's something that will stick with you and haunt you. I'm glad to see this. Was there any of that this episode that you guys Not noticed? Really? Um, but she's kind of carrying on from last week. She's sort of a bit fixated on the finding out about the Punisher because she doesn't want to believe that, you know, I don't know. She doesn't, like, this person who just goes and kills people, she wants to believe that they're just crazy, I guess. But <laughs> I didn't really touch on it that much. Claire! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was reading your feedback. <laughs> Claire, and we get references to Luke Cage and how he got her bad shifts. Awesome. I like how Frank calls him Red. I like how he doesn't remove the mask. Super bros don't out each other. Deadpool. Mm. I like when he talks about, uh, does he wear the mask so when he takes it off, pretend someone else did those things? Soldiers can't do that. That is so tra- telling and true. The old Marine, he reminded me of Peter Boyle, but shorter. <laughs> I bet if Boyle were alive, he'd be this East, uh, cameo slash Easter egg. 
Uh, I'm glad the newbies didn't watch the trailers. There are a few scenes in the trailer that whenever something similar happens in the show, I think, is this going to be that scene? Mm-hmm. Every time Matt picked up a chain so far is one of those th- scenes. Uh, or one of those things. This scene finally played out, and it was awesome. I could tell the stairwell wasn't one take, but it was still glorious and shot in a way to remind us of the hallway. Plus, they had to do some CG for some of the things or the actors slash stunts would be dead. It Just makes you wonder. Chain, I bet. I mean, I don't know if they would be able to hit the <laughs> chain against. I mean, I don't know if any of it was. I wonder. Guy, but... I wonder. How, wonder how they did that part where that guy fell like from one floor to the other, like halfway down the stairs and the other floor. Like, I don't know. Well, hopefully, yeah. he, you know, friend of the show, Chris Brewster, might come on again this season, and we can ask him. Mm. Um, it makes you wonder, Matt. How clean is your no kill record when you're beating men in the head with a wrench? Yeah, Matt. <laughs> Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I'm Still, sorry. An awesome fight scene. Can't wait for more. Awesome feedback pre- as well. Thank you, Nutty. I- I'm pretty practiced at it. I know the right amount of force. I've seen your fight fight videos on YouTube, Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we've got a email from Ian. Does someone want to read that? Sure. Heidi, do you want to work hard for your money? So you better treat me right. I can do it. I can do that. Oh, Sorry. Matt, you want to do it? Okay. Oh, Matt can do it. That's fine. Whoever can do the accent better. Uh, no. Definitely not me. No. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys thumb wrestle for it. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Droopy dog. <laughs> Uh, I've just finished episode three, and although I want to watch along with you, I just can't do it. I will. S- oh, that's all we need here. <laughs> I will, though, send you early feedback as I go through the season. Having nearly a whole episode here with Matt chained up by Frank was a great way to get the two of them talking. While we heard most of this in the trailer, it works so much better in the episode as things build. Then there's the fight, which, while similar to the one in, this, in season one, has a feel of its own. I like how they incorporate the chain as a weapon and the tension of the gun tied to Matt's hand. Adds attention to it that he might shoot someone accidentally. Well, we have no Seems... bullets left in it, though, is the yeah. thing. Yeah. But I bet his punches hurt more than usual, because, ow! Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he got used to it, and he's like, this actually works, and he's going to, like, permanently tape a gun to his hand every time he goes <laughs> Hey, Foggy, I need to go and, and carry... fight some crime. Can you take this gun to my hand? What? <laughs> and hand me that chain. I need, I need both. It's <laughs> a cap gun, though. I had a lot of success. <laughs> um, seeing Foggy and Claire interact is great, too. A brilliant mutual respect there. As to what Karen is up to, well, her blackmailing of the assistant DA seemed to be a bit too similar to what she was doing in season one mm-hmm. i'm off to watch episode four thanks ian no don't do it thanks ian Stop. Like, it's probably too well he can watch now we're almost yeah. done mm. <laughs> okay we have one more email from sedna mel you can read this one i will you get the right excited. amount of excitement is she just as excited this time around yeah sedna's always excited there's also a Tumblr link at the bottom of her email. I'm just going to check it to make sure it's not spoilery. Okay. <laughs> okay, it seems to be Matt Murdock in <laughs> Daredevil in Bondage. Okay. I think, from what I can see of it so far. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to share this. This is funny. You guys All right. Are we looking at this first or after? Uh, you can look at it first if you want, because I don't think it's referenced okay. in the thing, but it's quite funny. There you I go. have, have a look at that. Have minutes, a look at guys. that. Link. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'll not trapped. I'm just kinky as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, they should have given him like a really prominent package or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that suit is skin tight. It's, it's funny. skin tight, that suit, yeah. Yeah. All, All right, let's it. read okay. Sedna's email here. Okay. Thanks for sending Thank you, you. by the way, Sedna. Oh, yes. Thank you for being so nice about my email. Was I nice? I thought I remembered being mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
you're always, you're always, you're always nice. All right. <laughs> you're stuck with me now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got a few musings about episode three. Matt waking up in a 90 degree rotato shot thing again. Love it. Oh, kinky dominatrix punisher. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry for dropping the spoiler in my last email. Slap wrist. I'll do my best not to let it happen again. <laughs> Haven't got the entire thing imprinted on my memory like season one yet. Not even sure I was right about the accent mirroring after a quick rewatch. Gah, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're not the worst yet. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, sunshine. Nice callback to Foggy's first line in season one, episode one. Oh, yeah. Funny, I love Matt more than anything, but he's more of a frustratingly disoriented Orientating shadow than a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Claire and Foggy together! <laughs> they met between season one, episode nine, and ten. Wow, you know your episodes by heart, Sedna. But we didn't I see it. I have to say, I know, the, I know season one episodes by heart as well. So I'm kind of with Sedna in that I don't know the season two ones yet, but I'm sure I will by the end of our story. You guys should become like uh, uh, Foggy and Matt BFF. Yay! Yeah. Should be episode oh, title buddies. Absolutely. I've got a Matt each other up, somewhere. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> like Daredevil or <laughs> <laughs> Try to get a PhD. <laughs> that would be the best job. <laughs> uh, being all kinds of awesome and taking no shit from all the gangsters. Her little wave when she's like, dude, I dumped him. Yeah, <laughs> Punisher pa- Punisher's packed a flask of coffee in with all his guns and ammo. Aww. Is that adorable, really? <laughs> Aww, guns and ammo and coffee. What, Aww. What if it was like hot chocolate? Aww, that would be cute. I, lo- I love that mag of guns and ammo and coffee. Guns and ammo and coffee. <laughs> yeah. Being all nice and chatting green, the old fella, but really to blow his fucking brains out through the door. If mm-hmm. <laughs> But Punisher, this is the only way Matt can be a crazy vigilante. He couldn't pass the medical for military service. He's not a fucking coward. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yes. to the obligatory attempt to stop season one hallway fight, added stairs, chain whipping, lights out, Matt's feral grin after pulling the trigger of the now empty gun, though nothing quite as great as the microwave moment I am HO I think I think we agreed with you there as well favorite bit when he's just sat on the biker taking a breather before he locks them in the stairwell with the crowbar Punisher misses it all out cold in the lift when it was him they were after in the first place bastard and then we have that little like sexy daredevil a little sexy tumblr link for daredevil which I'll I'll tell you put in the Facebook group thank you Sena thanks guys for sending feedback it was awesome so now it is that special, special time, Heidi, to rate the episode. Go. All right. Um, I enjoyed the one. I like the conversation between our vigilantes, and the only way you can get that is them tied up, because otherwise they'd try to hurt each other. Um, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I admit uh, Flog Karen makes it... I don't know. Maybe they need to lose every once in a while because they're getting a little too good at this. Um, and I enjoyed the the new updated hallway fight. Um, I think I'd give this one a 8.5 out of 10 Daredevil in Chain. Mm, cool. Uh, Robin. 
Um, yeah, I think I've said all I need to say about this. I just want to say that, uh, this, um, stairwell fight is just, I mean, I was just wowed. I was so wowed. It was really, really awesome. So as much as I want to ding, um, the episode for the Karen and Foggy stuff, I also have to give it a lot of credit for that and just, just seeing two can, uh, superheroes, well, just Daredevil's Punishers, uh, visually, uh, it <laughs> out. On a, on a on a rooftop um just seeing daredevil like having these long discussions in his costume is like i'm like wow i'm watching a marvel show <laughs> and uh and then wow just the it's just the amazing fight that closes out the episode it's just it was so balls to the wall i loved it so i'm gonna give this uh i'm gonna give it a nine Nine out of ten. Shoot. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Shooty shoots. Nine out of ten. Shooty shoots. Shoot 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 shoot. Um, Matthew. Is that really what you gave it though, Robin? <laughs> Shooty shoot. <laughs> sure. I just did my rating system down. <laughs> um, really liked fight better than one. Uh, it was a high point for me. Um, feels like the talking, like all the conversations between the Punisher and Daredevil, should have been interesting. But I've just watched too much damn Batman, so. <laughs> I've seen this entire morality, you know, question come up and be mm-hmm. discussed in the same way many times. Um, so there was nothing new for me. Um, what are you so gonna say? No, I'm sorry. It's true though. It's very tropey. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. And, uh, I thought Foggy and Karen are just having too much success with what they're doing and like with their, you know, with Foggy and his speeches and Karen and and her assertiveness with the uh, the DA there or assistant DA. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I liked it overall, though, so I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10 gun fists. Ooh, gun fist. <laughs> That's a low score for liking it overall. Hey, it's still a passing. <laughs> That's all that counts. You go below 5, Matt, and I'm coming for you. Mel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I think? What do you think? I think that Daredevil <laughs> needs uh, an addition to his costume. <laughs> what does he need? <laughs> he needs a pair of goat legs. In addition to the little horns. <laughs> a pair of goat yeah. legs? Yes. What? So he looks more like a, a like devil. A devil. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. So he's got like little goat legs like uh, Mr. Thomas. Look like a satyr? Like a s- s- yeah. 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 Oh, and he can, use, he can use that chain as a tail. Oh. <laughs> Like whipping at people. Someone yeah. draw this. Please. It has like the little gun, <laughs> like little like goat hand. He can he can <laughs> use the twerk attack, and it's just like the chain just goes <laughs> whipping. Just shakes his butt back and forth and hits them with the chain. Yeah. Yes. And he needs huge leathery bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can stop recording. I mean, you know, you guys don't need to watch the rest of the season. Sorry, Robin and Heidi as well. Like Matt and Mo have just spoiled the season for you. Oh, <laughs> sure. we're to do an actual devil. Yes. Awesome. I'll binge watch the rest tonight. <laughs> It's like gonna be like uh, what's that movie with the recording? Uh, the recording? Found footage movie. Oh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, Paranormal Activity, where you see the little hoofs like in the the carpet. <laughs> Do you? I didn't even know that was in Paranormal. I just remember like the little like hoof demon from uh, Drag Me to Hell. I haven't. Seen. So what do you rate it though, Mel? Uh, I pretty much agree with what Matt said about the conversation. Although for me, the conversation was more like, why? Why are you talking right now? He could very well be punching you in the face, and why isn't he to begin with? It's kind of stupid. <sighs> Anyways, I found that frustrating, and I don't know the the lawyering, the winning at lawyering didn't bother me as much, I guess. Mm. But. Uh, 
the overall episode was still enjoyable to watch. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 goat legs. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed it. I actually think I enjoyed it less the second time, weirdly. Um, not to say that I, I hate this episode. There was a couple of things that I, 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 I almost wish we had more of the talking on the roof. Um, only because like, I almost wish it was a... It was just the Punisher and Daredevil. Like, it was almost in real time, like, you know? And then ended with the the fight at, at the end. Because I feel like some of the talking, the points, um, they are uh, kind of tropey, like you were saying. And a bit of it went a bit quick. I would have rather we kind of lingered on it a bit more because um, I found that stuff really interesting. Um, I like the stuff with Foggy in the hospital though. He was a badass. That was awesome. It was great to see Claire. Um, I like the stuff with Karen, but it's kind of where I'm getting to the stage where I'm like, what are you doing, Karen? You got Ben Urich killed. Now you're going to get someone else killed. Ah! So, you know, kind of yelling at her. The stairway fight is amazing. Uh, they did such an amazing job. This show continually, the, the fight crew just, they're so good. Um, you know, and this is on television. This is better than a lot of stuff you see in movies. Like, honestly, it's great. Um, and I like the little nod to Matt's mum at the start. Uh, so I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10 jelly donut foggies. <laughs> All right. Uh, with uh, Matt's ridiculous score, we are down to 7.8 for this episode. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Lowest, worst episode this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, you, you hate Daredevil. Oh, how could you? How could you hate your fellow Matt? Anyway, so it could have it could have been like them just uh, like Foggy just chatting with uh, people all 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 episode long, and then the last like ten minutes that fight and just the effort alone for that fight is worth so much more. <laughs> yeah, the, the the fight at the end is is so good. So I just good. I wish I, I, it's I wish that there was more of the stuff I really loved in this episode. It's not that I hated some of the other stuff. I just wish there was more of the stuff that I love. You know. But there we go. Um, so, Heidi, you are an awesome guest and you're an awesome human. I just want to say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, where can people find you on the Internet if they would like to hear more from you? Because you are all over the podcast. <laughs> Um, that I am right now. Um, I'm pretty much actively doing uh, down below a Babel Five Trocast on which I am, an, and uh, we are just about done season four. So uh, how many seasons are there? Five. Oh, okay. plus movie something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we're we're getting close to that. Um, and then I am also on Castlecast every week, and it's really bad when you want to cancel a show. You've been doing that for a while. Is it still? Is it still? going the show struggle. isn't it it's yep oh okay cool yeah and uh this season has been a struggle get me tell you oh. <laughs> but you can find that on castcast.net try to find fun to talk about we hate the episode <laughs> and you'll be on another podcast very shortly won't you heidi uh, yes i think i will <laughs> <laughs> maybe you with me <laughs> awesome um thank you heidi and guys have you got anything you want to plug this week um, uh, we just finished Dawson's Creek season two <laughs> with uh, Steph uh, on We Don't Want to Wait, the podcast about uh, about uh, Dawson's Creek and probably other teen WB dramas because uh, we like punishing ourselves. <laughs> Speaking of punishers, uh, and uh, iZombie podcast is still just going really, really strong. I'm getting a lot of great uh, reaction to that, and we've we just had a double interview uh, with the uh, the one of the villainesses of the show, Leon Lap. Uh, Stop by to chat with me as well as a third executive producer of the show, Dan Matthews. Stop by nice. for that. It's been amazing. 
Yes, and it's awesome you guys get all those uh, all those stuff. But yeah. when do I get to come back on? Uh, I don't know. I've been I've been so booked up with getting guests that are from the show that I've. I know. <laughs> Uh, just you know what it is. Just message me. Just like uh, Heidi, what have you produced? Well, just saying. <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Heidi, you'll be joining us for Luke Cage, though, right? Later this year. Oh, of course. Awesome. Uh, Matt and Mel, did you have anything you wanted to mention before we go? Poopercast. We're doing. We're recording an episode uh, now. Or... About Deadwood. Deadwood's good if you've never seen it. Yep. Check it out. Awesome. I'm very excited, by the way, that Ian McShane from Deadwood has been cast in uh, American Gods. I don't know if I've mentioned that before in the TV series of oh. American Gods as Mr. Wednesday. Awesome. Very exciting casting. Yeah. Who does he cool. play? He's playing Mr. Wednesday, and that's all I can say, because oh, anything else will be spoilery. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a cool cool role. Um, okay, so next week we'll be covering episode four, Penny and Dime. Hmm, that reminds me of something that happened in this week's episode. What do you guys think that's going to be about? What does it remind you of? A quote that Punisher said. Yeah. Oh. He said one batch, two batch, Penny and Dime. I don't know what that means. Uh, I thought it was kind of a quote. Flashback? Flashbacks, we're going to find out. What are we going to find out, do you think? Uh, how he uh, how how he became the Punisher. Why he's the Punisher. It just yeah. sounds like a nursery rhyme to me. That he's turning into like this like vigilante justice nursery rhyme thingy for himself. Penny and his wife yeah. and kid got murdered and was the nursery rhyme was this thing he said to his kid or something. Maybe. Penny and Dime is going to be the Marvel version of Thelma and Louise. <laughs> and they're going to hang, out with, they're gonna hang out with Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> Penny and Dime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to go around in their car with the with the top down and just gonna, like, gonna going to, like, drive by all the bad guys. <laughs> <gonna pick up. laughs> I wonder what, what, what made them coin that team. If this was set in, like, the 1920s, I would say, uh, you sell hot dog the street in New York for a uh, penny and a dime. Oh, yeah. Maybe the pun is a lot older than like he looks, five and that's what he used to do. Have a crossover episode with a shaven haircut. (laughs) Uh, Right, well now it is time for us to say goodbye for this week. So, Heidi, would you like to take us out with an Excelsior or a quote of your choice? Whatever you wish. Alright. Excelsior! Yay! Thank you guys. Bye. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it. And you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!